Thursday, October the 5th of 2023. Uh, 13 months till the election. You better vote Republican, people, or this country is going to hell. Just a quick reminder uh, of what we face next year. Uh, no, I'm not going to comment on Matt Gates, the hair gel in his hair, or any other Republican, or any infighting, or people bitching and moaning about uh, Matt Gates and who's the next speaker, and will it be Scalise, will it be this, will it be that one. When are, uh, when are voters going to really start looking at candidates for quality and consistency and say, hmm, they're the most consistently conservative, they got the best record legislatively, let's vote for them. When are they going to stop listening for sound bites? When are they going to start looking for, uh, stop looking for clickbaiters? The clickbaiting, quote, presidents may be good or may not, but clickbait is not exactly something you look for when you look for quality. A lot of times with clickbaiters, what do you get? You get liars because that's what clickbaiters are. They post stuff and put a, a misleading uh, link to it so you'll click on it and more often than not it's just boring or BS or half BS or three-quarters BS. But I don't want to talk about that today. I do want to talk about BS though because my friends, I'm talking about Al Gore today. And let's face it, when you talk about BS, Al Gore just comes to mind. One of the biggest frauds ever. The climate change guy. Uh, let's talk about him a little bit. And this is, I think, a very important little, little quick trip we're going to take down Al Gore Lane. From American Greatness, Roger Kimmel wrote this back on September the 24th. I just came across it. Uh, the climate crisis, said Al Gore at the UN a couple days ago, is a fossil fuel crisis. Notice Al Gore did two sentences there, really just one sentence, and he used the word crisis twice. Uh, Al Gore is part used car salesman and part televangelist. I'm just saying. What climate crisis, you might be asking? And you would be correct in doing so, writes Roger Kimball. Yes, it is impossible to turn anywhere in our enlightened, environmentally conscious world world without being beset by lectures about one's carbon footprint. You, boy, what's your carbon footprint? He's three months old. Yeah, but he's got a carbon footprint. And horror tales about global warming, rising seas, and imminent ecological catastrophes aplenty. We're all going to die soon. It's chicken little. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. I still remember several years ago at the airport where I worked at Lovefield in Dallas. During some flight delays, there was some storms coming through. And, of course, flies, flights get delayed. Some even get canceled. It was pretty bad storms. There was a bunch of people in the bar drinking because if your flight gets delayed at the airport, you drink. It's just a rule somewhere. I don't know where it's written down. But they were doing that. And this one woman, who uh, was a little bit daffy, I think, she comes out out of nowhere. Everyone's kind of enjoying their beer, their cocktail, watching TV. And uh, she comes up with, with this this uh, utterance. It was, you know, Mother Nature's sick of us. And you can tell she's ready to wipe us out right now. Uh, okay, uh. You have a great day too, ma'am. I don't think I'm going to be able to serve you anymore because you've had too much, way too much, far way too much. 
And the thing I would cut her off from would be Al Gore. Uh, back to the Kimmel piece. Deep down, y'all know this is who he. Mark Twain was right when he observed that it is not so much the things we don't know that get us into trouble, rather the mischief is caused by things that we do know that ain't so. For example, we all know, in air quotes by the way, that carbon dioxide is, again here come the air quotes, bad for the environment. In fact, it is a prerequisite for life. That's the truth. Consider life without it. You wouldn't want to, trust me. We know, again, the air quotes, that the level of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is reaching historically unprecedented and dangerously dangerous levels. In fact, we have these past centuries been living through a CO2 famine. We know that global warming or since there has been no warming in more than two decades, that climate change has caused a sudden rise in the seas. In fact, the seas have been rising for the last 20,000 years since the end of the last ice age. We know that when it comes to the subject of climate change, as science is settled, that 97% of scientists agree that global warming is uh, a fact, which is Greek for caused by greedy corporate interest in the combustion of fossil fuels. It's really quite extraordinary how much we do know that just ain't so. When I was growing up in the rural vastness of the moderately great state of Maine, uh, adults were always talking about the weather. Their conversations were edged by the admirable stoicism. If you don't like the weather, <laughs> yeah, you know the rest. They often said, just wait. It'll change. It's too bad that Al Gore didn't spend more time in Maine. Actually, I think it's too bad he doesn't spend all of his time in the South Pole. That would be worthwhile. We'd never have to hear from him again. He could talk to the penguins or something, which are, yes, more intelligent than Al Gore. The penguins would have killed him already. The penguins are smart. They're clever. They would have gotten rid of Al Gore. Okay, They would have shoved him off, off the little uh, ice shelf somewhere, trust me. They'd have gotten tired of his crap. Um, again, it's too bad Al Gore did not spend more time in Maine. Kimball writes, he might have learned an awesome secret, one that I will now impart to you. Get ready. Bring the kids in the room. Bring the parrot, the dog, the cat, your neighbors, everybody. Yes, ma'am. Bring that guy out from under your, the naked guy under your bed that's supposed to be giving you, uh, tennis lessons. Tennis lessons in air quotes. Uh, bring him on out. Tell him to put some pants on because your husband will be home pretty soon and you're going to have to start talking tennis. But here's a fact for you. The weather, it changes. Yes, it changes. Sure, not as often as a woman's mind, but it changes anyway. Sure, there are long-term trends, but those trends are not nearly so alarming as the climate hysterics claim. In fact, they are not alarming at all. A few decades ago, the Harvard philosopher Harvey Mansfield made the observation that environmentalism is school prayer for liberals. I like that one. I remember tittering. Tittering, sir? I believe that's illegal in at least three states. Tittering. What a little pervert he is. Uh, I remember tittering when I first read that. It was an observation that had a dual advantage. It was both true environmentalism really does seem like a religion for certain leftists. Uh, and it was also amusing how deliciously wicked to put a bunch of white, elite, college-educated folks under the same rhetorical light as the Bible thumpers they abominated. I thought to myself, ha! 
While I am not laughing now, in the intervening years, the eco-nuts went from being a lunatic French to being lunatics at the center of power. I believe they call that the age of oh shit. Galileo would notice how those climate dissenters feel in 1633. He was hauled up before the Inquisition, not for the first time, remember, for broadcasting the heterodox opinion that the Earth revolves around the sun. What a loser. No one knows that's not true, right? I mean, the Earth revolving around the sun, please. But it does, of course, and we know that now. So, really, this guy that's being persecuted, uh, Galileo, he was really smarter than all the experts because he used common sense. To them, the Earth was the center of the universe, and then the sun traveled around it. Everyone knew that. The science was settled, 97%, blah, 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 blah. Except, I guess Al Gore couldn't fundraise off that for long. So, they had to come up with a new threat. A new fake. Galileo was threatened with torture. He was threatened with prison. He recanted because he wasn't a dummy. The authorities settled on house arrest for the rest of his life. Boy, the liberals, they'd probably try to do that too. Uh, tradition tells us that on his way out of court, he muttered uh, mutinously, and yet, it moves. It should go without saying that the contention that the science is settled with respect to climate change is ludicrous for several reasons. For one thing, science, an inductive process, is never finally settled. For another, even if it were a fact, which it is not, that 97% of climate scientists believe that there is a climate emergency... The proper response would be, so what? At least that many astronomers in Galileo's time thought that the sun revolved around the Earth. They were wrong. As Steve Coonan, who served as an undersecretary for science in the Obama administration, noted the idea that science is settled on climate change has not only distorted our public and policy debates on issues related to energy, greenhouse gases, emissions, and the environment, but it also has inhibited the scientific and policy discussions that we need to have about our climate future. Sound like Obama had one person with common sense in his administration anyway, but of course science is only part of the issue. You cannot read far into the literature on climate change before you realize that science is often dragged in as window dressing for the real issues. And those are political. On the one hand, and economic on the other. The two hands, as it's worth pointing out, belong to the same body and are working to feed the same mall. Considered as a political movement, radical environmentalism may, as Harvey Mansfield said, betray a religious or cult-like aspect, but for every true believer in the religion of Gaia, there's a Gaia. There is a squadron of cynical opportunists eager to exploit the new paganism of earth worship for decidedly secular ends. In other words, show them the money. Ah, yes. We've heard a lot about the radical community organizer, Sal Alinsky. Alinsky's rules. Since his protege, Barack Obama, burst upon the scene in 2008, a fundamental rule of thumb for a paid-up Alinskyite radical is that the issue is never the real issue. In the present context, that means that climate change is largely... A pretext. For some, it is a pretext for personal enrichment. Raise your hand, Al Gore. Consider, to take but one egregious example, Al Gore, who peddles a philosophy of Chicken Little, 
on the one hand, it has managed to rake in hundreds of millions of dollars by exploiting various government-subsidized green energy initiatives on the other. Climate alarmism can also be a pretext for the redistribution of wealth on a global scale. That's where it gets really terrifying. You can never be green enough, comrade. And climate change, climate change offers a potent pretext for the consolidation of governmental power. It is, as one wag put it, the killer app for extending government control. Like the house of the Lord, governmental control is a, is a domicile of many mansions from intrusive, prosperity-sapping regulation to the silencing, intimidation, dismissal, and even the legal prosecution of critics. Indeed, in its transformation of critics into heretics, we see once again the religious or cult-like aspect of radical and I do mean radical environmentalism. One, argued with, one argues with the critic, one must silence or destroy a heretic. Galileo would have understood exactly how this new inquisition would proceed. And you can go ahead, go read the rest of this, my friend, on American Greatness. Again, Roger Kimball from September 24th. Uh, good, a good, good column. There's a little bit more. I don't want to read it all. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm taking something away. I don't want to do that. But God bless Roger Kimball for writing it. Everyone should read it. Read it with an open mind. No, ideas don't follow, fall out of open minds. They fall in. And that is a good thing, my friends. And that's my thought for today. Never believe the cultists. Always look what people are gaining. And look how, how loud they're screaming for something. And then tie that back to what they're gaining out of this. And then you'll see snake oil salesmen appearing before your eyes. It's true. It's really true. That's the Daily Gator Quick Thought for me. I'm Doug Hagan. I'm out. I'll talk to you hopefully tomorrow. Life has got a lot going for me now. And a lot of responsibilities. And too much stuff sometimes. But anyway, say a prayer for me. I appreciate you. Uh, take care. Be good to yourselves, my friend. If you're left, you just ain't right. God bless America. And yes, go Gators. Talk to you soon. Hopefully, I'll yeah, catch you tomorrow. Be good. Give the leftist hell. And remember to vote for conservative candidates, not influencers, not for cults of personality, but for rock-solid Republicans. Look at the person's record. Look at it. Really look at it. And consider that some people have actually done what they said they would do, which means not only are they committed to a cause, they're also good at what they do and effective leaders. Remember that. Y'all be good. Take care. Stay out of trouble, you knuckleheads. Always stay out of trouble. And that's it for me. God bless you.